between the pages of the books you burn so no one gets to read the fingers pull your stitches Hey guys, that's one of my new favorite songs by Slipknot right now called Spiders. Go check out their new album, it's amazing. I absolutely love it. Just, It's just great. First thing, I gotta apologize for last week. I had no voice when I was editing the episode. It's still not 100% right now. So that's why I didn't do the intro and outro for uh, for people asking and, and all that stuff. Just want to say this podcast was really fun. Had Holden Albright on it. Had Holden Albright on it, a professional wrestler. We talked about all of his his interests and training and started out as the regular res- wrestling podcast. And then it turned into something totally different and unexpected. And it was really, really fun. It was great to just talk to Holden, get to know him a little bit better and and as you can see, the podcast went a little bit off off the rails once you listen to it, and it turned out awesome. Absolutely loved it. And just want to get the uh, sponsors out of the way real quick. Go check out Tabby Lynn with her Scentsy page. Nobody wants your house to uh, house to stink. Solid designs. You need any logos made, anything done up like that? Go check him out on Instagram. Bats in the Belfry art. One of our uh, favorites for the for the uh, for the show, guys. Go check her out on Instagram. Has amazing things she does. She is very talented and she does fantastic art artwork. And go get something commissioned or get one of her uh, cards done up for only nine nine eight bucks. It's a uh, great. Uh, just wanna wanna do a quick little shout out to everybody who had a WWE tryout at. Last week with SummerSlam going out, a lot of on Ontario talent on on there, and some of the local independent wrestlers that we've been talking about on this show for a long time may be actually signed to WWE. That would be really really cool. The standout vid video I shared it on my uh, face Facebook page. It's just great. And you know what? Enough of my my babbling. Going to get to this awesome awesome interview. Thanks for listening, guys. Here's here's the show. Hope you guys in, will enjoy it. Good morning, good evening, good night. Hey guys, uh, this is Gilmy again on Gilmy Talks here, and I'm just gonna dive right right in. In this week, I have Holden Albright on the line. He's a guy I've actually been really wanting to uh, bring on the show for a little bit, and I found myself at a at a the cross the crossbody professional wrestling showcase showcase series. And you know what, guys? Go check check that out. It is actually a really fun show. Which, for only five 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 bucks, you get to see the you get to see the future of on Ontario indie. Hey hey hey, Holden, how's it how's the day going, man? It's going great. I get to hang out with my dogs. It's warm weather outside. Nothing to fully complain about at the moment. How's okay. your day going? Ah, well, work was good. Didn't get yelled at by, by by anybody, so that's always a fantastic day. Oh, I definitely got yelled at by people. I just ignored them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I kind of work by myself now, so I don't really get yelled at or bothered or just kind of left alone to my own my own my my own devices, which is a great. 
Let's see, if I get left alone with my own devices, I end up coming up with, like, trots from Saw, so I can't be left alone. <laughs> I yeah, Well, you know what? They're making a Saw 10. I think that's awesome. Dude, I want more Final Destinations. That's what I want. I, I, there's too uh, much thinking with Saw. I just want to see murders. Like, that's all I want. You know what? I was driving beside a... Uh, one of those log, those oh, eight, eighteen wheelers carrying a bunch of logs, and it was a double one today. And I'm just like, oh god! I and I'm doing like, uh, well, about a hundred, hundred ten, ten on the uh, highway beside this guy. He was just matching me, and I'm like, this is how I I, I convinced myself right then and there. This is how I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, Final Destination has a hundred percent ruined log truck drivers. Oh yeah, and they were the. Uh, what, the, they were the square ones for railroad ties. Oh God! So yeah, so they were the ginormous pieces of it of wood, just like out of out of it, out out of nowhere. Oh. Yeah. Yep. So that was my drive home. Oh, and in the pouring rain because it's a friggin' thunderstorm again. But, of course. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah, uh, I've watched many many horror 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 films. <laughs> Actually, my dad thought that watching Jason at the age of six was okay. So yeah, it gets you ready for the world. You got oh. tough enough. You either name your kid Sue or show him horror movies at six. <laughs> yeah, uh, my dad loved doing that. My mom, not so much. But <laughs> that, you're her there, little baby boy. Yeah, there there was a conversation we had after. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, one thing I do want to ask you, when when did you first get your interest in wrestling? Uh, like as a fan or becoming a pro wrestler? Either, either, either or. Uh, I've been a wrestling fan like my whole life. There's no defining moment. It's before I have memories, so I just knew I always watched it. But it was Stone Cold was the first character that... I was attracted to like I remember having the because Stone Cold said so tapes Austin 316 uncensored and that was <laughs> 96 so I was turning for that year and then yeah. it's just like it's yeah. always been a constant in my life um guys your your age honestly it's always stone 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 cold Hell yeah. yeah! You gotta go with the top baby face when you're a kid. <laughs> yep. Ah, uh, it just where me me this uh, ages me a little bit. When I first got into wrestling, it was uh, the build up for WrestleMania three. Andre, okay. Andre, Andre, and uh, Hulk, right? Still one of the best build ups, like the oh, yeah. chain being ripped on Piper's pen, the yep. bleeding on the chest, like that's oh, still yeah. an amazing visual. Like I watched the entire thing from beginning to end. I think I was about. What, uh, yeah, I was about six. That yeah. was my first foray. Like, my dad watched, my grandparents watched. It was always around, but that's the first time I started paying attention. Yeah. And it would just, that would just be really, really cool. Cool for uh, for uh, me. But well, like um, the, the weird side story for me is I've never been a Hulk Hogan guy. Because when I was watching the Attitude Era, I was such a WWF guy mm-hmm. that they never wanted to mention Hogan. So when they would mention history or A&E would do a biography on WWE, they would always glorify Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. So I have an affinity for Andre the Giant. Hogan, I understand the importance of wrestling, but I'm just like, I'm not a Hogan guy. It's Andre and, the, and uh, Stone Cold. <laughs> 
Well, I did a, a cool thing. I did actually meet Andre once, which was you did. Very, yep, I did. I was a little guy, and I, uh, I'm from. I, I was born in Welland. So, okay. And one of his cousins lived there. It was just like a random thing. They did a little spot show in Welland, and Andre was there, and his yeah. cousin was there. My dad knew knew somebody, and just. Andre put his hand right on top of my my head and covered the entire thing. And somewhere there is that picture. I will find it one day. I mean, I I have seen the photo at my parents' house, and I just don't know where it is. Dude. The amount of stories of Andre staying at people's houses in like Hamilton or Niagara Region, Ontario, and Quebec. Like I've heard so many of them, and I'm just jealous that. Uh, I never got to experience any of that as a child. Oh, yeah. It just was one of those things that just kind of happened, right? And it was just one of those one of those uh, moments. Like, my kid, my my two boys uh, are huge Cody Diener fans. Okay. Whenever he's on a show anywhere around, they, they want me to, to bring him there so they can just say hi. That's it. Yeah. Diener's awesome, especially with children at the merch table, just to oh, say yeah. hi. I, I even asked him, I'm like, how do you remember these kids' names? And he's like, well, once you sign so many autographs, you kind of remember the name. Yep. Oh, yeah. Because everybody buys his uh, – the kids love him, and they pay money for his uh, for his stuff. Yeah, he's got good merch, too. He's got, oh, like, yeah. has bandanas, the shirts. There, he has a wide range of cool designs. Oh, yeah. Like uh, I think my son's favorite one is the D the DDT shirt, but yeah. Oh, and uh, back back to uh, to wrestling. Your first first interest in becoming a professional professional wrestler. So uh, in grade seven, I was watching breakfast television on City TV, and they showed a wrestling school on one of their like on location shoots. And I was like, whoa, I live in Brampton. This wrestling school is in Brampton. Mom, Dad, can I go here? And I went there, and I went there for one weekday class, and it was a like adults class, so I only chained around. I totally forget the guy's name that ran it, but I only like locked up, did a hammer lock, and that was it. And then I went back on Saturday. I learned how to hit the ropes, and I stayed on the apron for like – an eight-man tag, and I looked back at my mom and dad right when someone hit the ropes on my side, and I almost flew right off the side of the ring. Luckily, I was holding on real tight. <laughs> and then my uh, I was told my grades weren't good enough, so I didn't get to continue my pro wrestling journey and start in, like, 2003, which oh. would have given me a huge leg up. Oh, yeah. I think you're doing okay for yourself uh, now. I'd like to think so. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, you are currently the cross the crossbody CBPW champ. Cause heavyweight I, champ. Heavyweight champ. Yeah. Because I mess up titles all 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 the time. No worries. <laughs> okay. And speaking of uh, training, where where did you actually get uh, trained? Oh man, I'm a mutt. Like I call myself the cockroach of Ontario Indie because <laughs> I was always at every show when I started training. And I started February 2014 at Squared Circle Training because I was 
I was supposed to go on a trip with someone to actually go see a JR live show in New York, and it was like his first one he was doing. And then people fell through with the plan, so I just had this money for this trip that didn't happen. I was like, oh, I'll start pro wrestling training. And I went there, but in 2014, between life situation and just being like a whatever 22-year-old kid or, yeah, about that, 22, 21, uh, I just didn't stick with it. So the six months I spent there from like February until August when they closed, I was there maybe a solid three and a half, four months. And then, unfortunately, they closed down. Crossbody Pro Wrestling Academy happened to open up in Kitchener. And I lived in Brampton, so I was going to North York for training. And I was like, I'll drive to Kitchener. As soon as I got my G2, I was allowed to drive on my own. I started wrestling training three weeks later. So I wanted to drive around. So I went to Kitchener, trained at Crossbody until... March or April, I separated my shoulder in March, so I had to take a month off, and then started in April at Super Kicked in Toronto, and that's where I got my blessing to have matches starting November 2015. Do you do you actually remember your your very first match? Oh man, uh, so I remember the first real match had a great story to it, but then also Super Kicked started having these student shows, and so I wrestled a tag match with space monkey against a man named michael sisse and he was teaming with Tarek, who punches hard as a mother mm. he does and not that, hold back does he <laughs> no that was my first match him just punching me straight in the face he's like go back to school hits me and luckily the venue was already dark because i didn't know if i blacked out or if the lights were just off <laughs> and then uh, and then I had two more training matches, one pre-show match, and then I was supposed to be in a rumble for the November show. I went to go run to grab like ketchup and mustard for the hot dog stand. I come back, they had a EC3 seminar, and I was told by uh, a couple of the students, one of them was a new student, he's like, uh, you have a match. And I just go, yeah, obviously, I'm in the rumble. That's like the third or fourth match on the show. And then I walked by, and it was actually Mark Wheeler who started training probably legitimately two weeks before this moment. And he's like, hey, you have a match. I'm like, I know. He's like, no, you're up first. You're going to wrestle this dude easy. And I was like, easy E, Eric Carity? And he's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool, because doors are open. I left my gear bag out by the ring because of the seminar. I looked around. I was like, where's my gear? He's like, oh, we put your bag behind the curtain. So I had to get dressed behind the curtain, and literally, it's just a sheet where if that stage fell over while I was getting dressed, everyone would just see me naked. <laughs> so, like, literally, my butt's hanging out. I'm calling the match with Eric, and then we go out there on 10 minutes of notice and have a pretty decent match for my first match. And when we get back to the studio to set the ring up after the show... Ashley Six and Chris Chambers, who were my trainers at the time, gave me my blessing to wrestle on the full shows. I've been, as I said before I I hit the record button, uh, I've been actually a fan of yours since I've been been watching you since the, I think the first time I seen you was at the, uh, one of the Death Proof shows, probably when you... When you were fighting for the Youngblood title or you won the, the Youngblood title, 
it was a death proof show so i was drinking a lot um <laughs> Uh, those are the shows I tend to uh, drink at a little, a little bit or a lot, and where my wife says, uh, "Hey, just uh, be careful." I'm like, "Okay." But yeah, no, I I have seen you do hardcore, strong style comedy, horror. Uh, what else have I seen you do? Like uh, probably one of my favorite matches that you may not even remember is when you were at uh, Fanshawe Fanshawe College. Oh God! Which one? Oh, I saw them all. It's a block from my house. <laughs> so, which one was your favorite one? Then? Uh, the favorite one was the comedy moment. <laughs> uh, oh, they with... all had comedy moments. Oh yeah. Well, basically, when somebody started screaming, uh, what was it? Uh, bitch tits at you? Or oh no 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 no! no? The chant was so. What was the chant? It was the first one I had. It was Fanshawe. This was March 2016. Okay. You have Johnny Gargano versus Joey Ryan, the semi-main event, yep. and the main event is myself versus Brent Banks versus Hacker Scotty O'Shea versus Tarek. Yep. There I'm ter- I'm terrified, and we're calling the match. It's like okay, cool, cool. And then it's like, hey, maybe you can do a couple of suplexes, sweep, pull down your straps, just full-on Kurt Angle moment. Okay, especially at that time, I did not have the physique to pull down my straps. Now I pull down my straps, and he kicks us out, try to hide the nipple, but I also don't care. I'll wrestle in just uh, shorts. I embrace the fact that I'm this big because I use it to my advantage. But then, because it was followed by suplexes, the chant was, suplex titties there you go because <laughs> the suplex city thing just happened a couple yep. weeks earlier and uh going forward all the fan shows there was a moment where i would take down my straps and people would chant suplex titties <laughs> yep uh my my one of my favorite moments in wrestling actually happened at Fanshawe when i did the uh we, it was like a gauntlet match with everybody, and yeah. Alexia Nicole and I did a little back and forth, and then she she gave me a purple nurples, yep. and then I backfisted her, and then she gave me a Canadian Destroyer, and it was probably like the first biggest reaction I ever had for the finish of a match, because yep. like the crowd's chanting one, two, three as she eliminates me, and the, they get even louder afterwards. And I like that's one of the moments because I always say there's a bunch of random like achievement unlocked or trophy moments where you're like, okay, I'm a pretty good wrestler. Yeah, uh, those Fanshawe shows are actually. I'm surprised more people in London didn't go go to those shows because it was so much fun. I think so it's just because they tried to promote them more as just like the in school thing. Yeah, I didn't see them promoted anywhere over town. Uh, as the audience knows, I do live in live in live in London, but they were like only like student shows, and only a couple of the hardcores went. Yeah, it's uh, wrestling is very weird. Where sometimes it's promoting, but in 2019, between like internet and like all social media, people forget on the street stuff, and then also just being consistent enough with things. Yeah, that's well, why I don't promote shows. <laughs> Well, I did I I did one and that's probably enough for a long time. Oh, oh okay, Holden. Um I've been meaning to ask you about this. How did the the Riot Makers start? Because I think okay. with the Riot Makers when that's when you really started getting hot and really getting getting steam. Uh am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Uh I'm actually a 18 and and 18 plus show. 
Okay, cool. Because like during the Ryan Maker phase, I I tried to quit wrestling right beforehand, and I just couldn't. I just needed to rest. So during the Ryan Makers, I didn't give a fuck, and it was literally me doing stuff to make other people laugh, or to make me go, "This is a good idea. I'll do it." Ah, these people won't like. It. Fuck them. I want to do this for myself, and that's where. When the handcuffs are off and you're just, that's where you can learn because if you do something wrong, you find out it's wrong. If you do something right, you just keep doing that and building on it. So the Ryan Makers, there was like a previous incarnation of it when I was in training, me and Anton uh, Alexis, the white Russian, we made a joke that our tag team would be called the Riot Makers. (laughs) And then he just, uh, he got busy with life stuff, so he kind of got stuck with only doing super kick shows, couldn't expand. I was the opposite, where I uh, I wanted to, I always wanted to, as soon as I knew I could get my green light to wrestle, I wanted to wrestle everywhere. I was going to all these shows every weekend, therefore I wanted to wrestle them. So I did that, and then in that first year, it was a learning year, it was a build. I was just a guy, I was the goddamn problem, Holden Albright. I won the Youngblood belt, and then I had a Fans Bring the Weapons match with Taylor Kadeen, and we went way too hard, and kind of got yelled at by some people. Uh, I took something personal from someone I really looked up to, and instead of not being a bitch, and... Uh, taking the advice and going with it i went the other way where i was like oh i'm just sad i want to quit wrestling but it's also because i was sleeping maybe 12 hours in a week driving everywhere yeah i was killing my car i wasn't getting gas money uh i was like barely eating i was just living off of energy drinks i like almost had a minor heart attack because of no sleep and energy drinks uh people said i looked green and gray all the time so after the match with taylor i even told some of my trainers i'm like i think i'm done and uh some people said you're not done others said you said you were gonna die when you're 35 so you still have like 10 years (laughs) Uh, yeah because i'm the one that makes jokes like that so i canceled all my bookings in december and one booking that i had was me and mark wheeler had a random tag match i was supposed to be me and anton against notorious tid uh and his tag partner custom uh, marcus ryan uh the dirty vets and it was on tid's birthday actually and anton pulled out of the show because of life stuff and mark wheeler just got his green light a few months earlier and i asked him to team with me and we were actually on the board in the back that said the match listings we were listed as team buddy burger because it was Albright and Wheeler, A and W. And then uh, we we took a break. I texted Ben Ortmans, who promotes Crossbody, and I said, I need a break from wrestling. He didn't get the text. He promoted the match. I was like, oh, I guess I'll take four weeks off of wrestling and then see how I feel. And then we had this tag match, and it was the first time I had rest in like two years, and it was the best I performed in a while. And I was like, oh, man, I don't think I'm done wrestling. And we were still not the Riot Makers yet, slowly formed, and then in April won the crossbody tag belts and became fully the Riot Makers and introduced Stratosphere to our group. I really enjoyed you and you and the Wheeler uh, tagging. I don't know what it was. It was just, you guys seemed like you were having fun. 
because we were we're best friends we were driving together all the time we got to wrestle each other so we could just talk shit on the ring apron or when we're in the <laughs> ring with each other and like calling matches we both have similar ideas and our move sets are different enough but we contrast each other perfectly yeah that like it was just the best because we were best friends and then we throw in stratosphere and then we got jody thread involved into it and it's like I always said there was only one more spot in the Riot Makers if we wanted it to be five people, and it was going to be a veteran role, but that vet, A, there was no storyline purpose for that vet to be in our group, and secondly, it just never, we never knew, like, who it would be. Oh, yeah. I think uh, grind grinder Mark Shaw would have would actually fit in, fit, fit in nice, but... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This is just me, me fanning out, being the fantasy booking guy. But yeah. <laughs> well, do you know who Anthony Fiasco is? Um, I know the name. I'm not a hundred percent. So he used to be a squared circle training guy, and he's actually Alexia Nicole's brother-in-law. Yeah. Uh, and he, we did a show in North Bay, and he had a uh, like some sort of hardcore street fight, and he wore camo pants, and I literally looked over to wheeler and i'm like uh i think like fiasco would fit as like that veteran role especially as someone who's not overexposed already yeah. and he was still in great shape could still go i'm convinced he could come back to wrestling at any moment and be awesome but yeah i remember i even mentioned it to like Tarek and brent banks i'm like i think that's the one person i would add to the riot makers yeah no, because uh, I'm going to be looking him up after ap- after the show. But yeah, I'm not a. I know the name. I can't think of a face right here now. Yeah, it's one of those names. He was around. Yeah. Forever, and you would just see him on like the Ontario Indie Board, and you're just like, huh, that name. Yeah, and it's just like one of those things where, and that's another thing. I'm there's not a ton of vets in Ontario Indie right now, which is. Because those there's guys... not a lot of vets that take the veteran role, and there's a lot of people that like to say they're vets because they've just been around a period of time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just um, and anyone from Ontario who does get good and he be, gets in that veteran role, they they're tending to get signed. Yeah. Yeah, that's the now, thing. Now, impacts the Canadian thing. So, my goal this year was to become, like, a top 10 Ontario guy. Yeah. And just be the guy that you see him on all the results. Like, I didn't care about going to the States this year. I just wanted to wrestle everywhere in Ontario and just wrestle constantly and have better matches. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, listing, because I was talking to Shane Sabre about it. And I was listening. He asked me, who do you think are the top 10 in Ontario? And I was listing people. And the first two that I threw out were... Ethan Page is from Hamilton, but he's never wrestling in Ontario. He's always busy with the States and now Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Josh Alexander got screwed at the border, so he wrestled everywhere in Ontario and was the best. Mm-hmm. And now he got his visa, so he's at AAW every like three weeks. He's in Pittsburgh. He's barely in Ontario, so I don't count them as Ontario guys, but they're like... They're not here to – once you – there's a glass ceiling, and once you stay here and you don't expand, you don't get better or you get stuck in a state. All right. Let's uh, let's uh, let's uh, do it. Who do you think are the top ten in, in Ontario Indies? Oh, God. Indie right now. Uh, 
So I'll go like unconventional, but give my reasoning. Uh, okay. This might not be ten. I'm just gonna throw. Oh, it how about how about how about we bring it down to five? Okay. Oh shit. Either way, okay. not in order. Not five. Nope. These are my personal. Anyone who doesn't know, uh, Shane Saber is so good, but he's not enough of an asshole to let people know how good he is. He like is... I don't say I'm good. But that's because out of like a confidence thing, I just have no self confidence. Uh, I have huge self confidence, no self worth. Yeah. So I only think I'm good because other people have told me that. You are good. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Add that to the Yelp review of Holden Albright. Okay. But but uh, with Shane Saber, he's so good, and you don't know how good he is until you actually watch him wrestle a longer match or you actually wrestle him because his ideas and i always go to him about my matches if he happens to be in the building even if he's not wrestling to help me go here's my idea how do i make this better and more well-rounded he's still underrated uh gabriel fuerza is so we've known each other for a while apparently he hated me at the beginning i didn't know that until last year when i was talking to him but we became closer friends uh, sometime early last year. Oh, yeah. So when I had my strong style match with Josh at No Limits Wrestling and I did the moonsault, I just landed on my head. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that's when he realized he didn't hate me because he's like, oh, man, if, Brent, if uh, Holden died, I would get uh, I'd feel sad. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> So then we became friends uh, over, like, last summer. We've trained together. We go to the movies every week with a bunch of us who Shane Sabres included in that. Uh, and just, like, he's so good, and you don't – like, you got to, you got there a little late for the showcase show, so you didn't see him have the opening match. Actually, I did. Okay, so you saw that match, and, like, he, his technical wrestling is so good, and him and Daniel Garcia just had a match in Barry that they sent me the footage of. And it's so good. Like, Tyson Dukes is really good. Oh, sorry. I think uh, one of my dogs just lost their shit uh, barking <laughs> at someone walking on the street. So I'm just going to close my door. Uh, so, but I consider Gabriel Fuerza the more exciting Tyson Dukes. Because Tyson Dukes is very world of sports style. He'll wear you down and he'll try to make you tap. Whereas Gabriel Fuerza will throw in some lucha stuff. His technical wrestling and submission game is so good and underrated. He uh, is. So there's two, and those are two of my best friends. Uh, I'm not going to praise Mark Wheeler because everyone already knows how good Mark Wheeler is. I wouldn't put myself in the top five. I'll throw Von Vertigo in there. He just won the Barry Wrestling heavyweight belt. Yep. And he's one of the guys that every time... He's gone to the UK now three or four times and has always constantly gone better. He'll take an idea you give him and he'll actually go with it instead of just taking it and going his own way. And he'll feel himself in a rut and be like, okay, hey, what do I do to get me out of here? I'm going to go to the UK. I'm going to go to the UK again. I'm going to cut my promos and be very theatrical or like cinematic with it. And that makes him stand out and... I hope he, by the end of the year, people identify how much we have in Von Vertigo. Because he is one of those guys that he can bring the audience into, really, into the match. Yeah. All eyes are on him when he walks out of that curtain. It's just something He's a he star. has it. It's that mystical it factor, and he has it. He looks like a rock star. It's he amazing. Does. Yeah. And he's really good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
I even though I'm, oh. I'm gonna because I'm just using this list to promote my friends pretty much. Chew it up. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with uh, what's it called? Uh, with a couple of my really good uh, female friends. Jody Threat, people know how good she is. She's getting so many opportunities over SummerSlam week coming up. She's wrestling Tony Storm. She is uh, amazing. I think she's on one of the progress shows, or I'm just thinking of the Smash in Progress. She's on the Shimmer show. Mm-hmm. Like, she's going to have a blow up week that week, and that's awesome. So she's in the UK right now for two weekends. She just filmed a Crave TV series in North Bay. That she had to cancel some bookings. No, she didn't even cancel any actual bookings. She filmed Monday to Friday and still drove to London on Saturday. Like, <laughs> and she's not an actress. She just got the opportunity and didn't want to disappoint Nug. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'm acting with these actresses and they're actually good. And I'm like, I don't belong here. She didn't know anything about wrestling four years ago and then went balls deep into knowing it or not knowing it, but finding out about it and constantly getting better and enjoying it. She's training with Josh right now. And it's just like, she's one of my inspirations I look up to because she goes full steam ahead. Like even before uh, wrestling, she was doing like charity work where I'm going to say it was Barbados probably wasn't some random Island place. She was donating uh, skateboards and she was setting up like not school projects, but like government functioned volunteer programs. So these kids can get off the streets. Like she's an amazing person. Uh, And then the other female is Alexia Nicole, her and she got linked with uh, Jasmine, uh, Aaliyah down in NXT. She got linked with them because they both got, they both started wrestling around the same time. But then she kind of uh, went down the route to just being focused with school and stuff and not wrestling everywhere. She was wrestling in Greektown all the time. But no one was really using her because in wrestling, it's out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. And then this past year, she just blew up because she started going to training more. She started showing up to shows just to hang out and say hi and watch the shows. And uh, it's like seeing her go, and she doesn't even know how good she is. That's the thing. She prevents herself from trying stuff. So she'll come to training with like Saber, Fuerza, and me, and Jody, and we're like, just do a springboard. She's like, I can't do it. We're like, just do it. And she'll get it. But she just doesn't have the confidence to execute it properly. And then she'll have like matches where we tell her to do stuff to and it's impressive. Fuerza was telling me how they'll work out together and he'll struggle to finish a set of plates and she'll kind of barely struggle but barely sweat and just think she worked hard where it's like you could probably go into a next year that you don't even know about yet because she's so just naturally athletic. And she's only 23, so it's going to just get even higher from here. Yep, and you're making me feel ancient again. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm turning 27, so I don't even know if I'm going to survive next year. So, Uh, Well, here's the thing, though. If I die when I'm 27, at least I get on the Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah. That's the goal, Uh, right? (laughs) Okay. Uh, One thing I want to ask is what's with the obsession with horror – your character now wearing the the petrifying music that you where you walk you where you walk out to, which caught me really off off air guard for some reason. I knew it was coming, but it just caught me it off air guard. The mood. Yeah. Uh, I actually don't like horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, of 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 course. I think that's the biggest like work of everything where people are like, oh yeah, did you watch this horror movie? I'm like, no, I'm a pussy. I'm terrified of that. Like, uh, I like thrillers because it's a little more realistic to me. Mm-hmm. So like, I never got that horror bug when I was younger because I was more of a comedy guy. I'm not even like really an action guy. I I love the Fast and Furious movies just because I can turn my brain off and watch it. Like some people watch wrestling. Yep. But like, I like murders and true crime stuff i'm a big cult guy i like the cults where basically it's the cult leader instead of actually being crazy and believing he's jesus he's just trying to come up with excuses for wanting to be a pedophile so he gets a group of people to accept that that's a good thing and he basically brainwashes them but he knows what he's doing wrong but he convinces these people it's the ones that are delusional that's all just mental illness and like it's like it's Mm -hmm. kind of basic but like someone who shoots up a school is different than a serial killer because a serial killer is thinking that out instead of that's their breaking point and they want to kill as many people in one go so like i like that stuff i don't like marvel movies because the stakes are too high most of the time i can't deal with the world or the universe or the galaxy being attacked but I can deal with, like, that one serial killer that's on the run that this one cop's looking for. No right. And it just, I don't know, I listen to true crime podcasts because what else am I going to do at 6, 6 in the morning walking walking the dog, uh, a wooded, wooded area alone? Oh, but, obviously. Oh, yeah, of course. Because <laughs> that's what I, what, I, what I do. But, um... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but going going back to the character a bit, I personally love your promos that you put out on social media and whatnot. I think they're very interesting, very Thank different. You. Um, yeah, they're just uh, I enjoy watching them because I can I can see the amount of work you put into them. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, just the uh, the thinking, the mindset, the actual, the old school '80s uh, start start off. Uh, yeah. so, a little bit of static. So the, the theory on that is every time it starts, if you look at the case numbers, all of those are the initials of the company and the date of the match, and then obviously the victim and location are my opponent and the venue. But in my mind, it's all on VHS tapes because there's this weird like corridor somewhere where someone is like trying or i'm keeping this all in my basement and you open it up and you see that there's a wall full of shells of these videos of all of my crimes that's my idea of like at the end of the day there's all these cassettes that's why they all have the vhs started oh cool yeah See, I overthink everything, but in a good way. Oh, see, same. Like, uh, I spent, I, honestly, I had my little notebook. I was at, I'm at work just writing down questions all day. Yeah. And I'm just like, eh, well, I think four pages might be, might be enough. <laughs> I you tend, sir do not know how long I talk. Hey, I, oh, I, I overprepare. So yeah. I've had I've had one one podcast where the guy just said yes or no answers the entire show. Name names, name names. Uh, no, because I didn't I didn't act, actually use it, and I told him I couldn't couldn't do this. It's was it, it a local guy though? It was not a not a a wrestler. 
It oh, was okay. it was a uh, one of the paranormal uh, paranormal like an investigator? guys. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't giving me anything. Anything. To be fair, they're not that interested. Oh no, it's I've had some on on the show which are great. They're great talkers. They can do this. They talk about x x their experiences. This guy I was talking on the phone. He seemed because. You kind of test the waters a little bit. He's giving me these huge written answers, and I get him on the show, and it's like, yep. So what kind of uh, e- e- equipment do you, do you use? Oh, just a phaser one one two six. And what is what what does what does that 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 do exactly? Oh, it just catches lighter lighter readings. I'm like, have you had any good good things with with that? No. I'm like, give me something, buddy. <laughs> Uh, uh, wrestlers, oh, wrestlers have 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 always been uh, uh, kind of a chatty chatty group. So I yeah, very talkative. That's oh, yeah. what gets us in trouble most of the time. Oh yeah, of course. The change in character to the thriller esque, horror esque, wearing a werewolf uh, and albino werewolf mask mask to the to the to the ring. So, like, I always liked The Undertaker, Mankind, and Kane, and all those gimmicks and such. So, that wasn't hard. I like ghost shows. I like Bigfoot. I like weird stuff like that. So, it wasn't too hard for that. But then, we were wearing these face masks for the Riot Makers, and then I went to a Halloween store on November 1st, because I wanted to catch those clearance sales. Oh, yeah, and, and I found this creepy bunny mask, and it was before Barry show in November. I'm like, I think I'm going to wear this to the ring. And it's like, really? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? And I did it. And people were kind of into it. And then I, I was facing the Dirty Vets, actually, and I got hit in the face with a ladder that busted me open. And it literally looked like I had a vagina on my forehead. <laughs> uh, it was not planned. And, uh, yeah, so I just got hit. And then we were breaking up the next couple months anyway, so that just became the storyline reason was I had a head injury. Like, I justify my character as I'm not talking to the devil. I think there's voices in my head, but if I actually sat down to find out all like mental health issues, I would say it's around a little bit of depression, a little schizophrenia, a little bit of uh, just like delusional stuff. And it's all just head related injury stuff. That makes me want to like stalk these people and injure them. Like I'm a pro wrestler because I'm legally allowed to, Heard and main someone from bell to bell. They've agreed to let me inflict damage in them, so I will threaten to kill them. Yeah. So that's the character change. But the wolf change happened because I was drunk at Anime North and I dropped my bunny mask outside of Tim Hortons and I went, oh shit, that's broken. And then I needed to find a new mask and a lot of people told me don't go with the uh, the wolf. There's a couple other masks. And I was like, I think I gotta go with the wolf. And then I got it, and I don't remember if I got the wolf tattoo on my shoulder before or after I started using the wolf. I think it was coincidentally before the wolf mask, but it all works together now. Yeah, it uh, it fits. Yes. <laughs> it's especially when you do the biting the biting the rope thing. I love the visual there. I think that's really cool. Well, it's all in the entrance, bro. Oh, I know. And I make that look real good. <laughs> oh yeah, here's the here, hey, here's the thing. Don't don't kid. You do the entrance is your entrance is really really good. 
One of my goals is every promotion to have their own photo of me biting their ropes. (laughs) And almost every promotion, that's like the one photo that they'll promote of me like afterwards when they're only playing select photos up. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, it's a great visual. I know where the hard cam is, and the photographer can see that. And I love that fans will sometimes run around the ring because they know which ropes I'm going to because they can see where my body's headed, and they'll run mm-hmm. to that side to take photos. Oh, yeah. Like uh, the guys at the, the cross cross body show was – Yeah. They, they knew what was going on. <laughs> Me, I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> You're just saying to enjoy a pro wrestling. Show. Hey man, uh, that show for me was a great was a great relief. Uh, I'll be editing this part out. Uh, my grandmother passed. <laughs> no, no. Uh, my grandmother passed away the the few days before the show, and oh, I'm sorry I was to hear that. no, I was at a funeral at noon, and um, so I just needed to. I'm home alone, no wife, no kids, no nothing. I just yeah. I just needed out, man. That's it. Oh man, um, that's what pro wrestling yeah. should be. I'm glad it provided yeah. you an escape. No, no, and I said uh, thank. Well, a thank. Well, a thank you for Ben because he actually uh, he invited me. He sent me an invite on Facebook, and I'm just like, no, I'm fucking, I'm here going. <laughs> well, thank you for coming, and I'm glad oh, yeah. you came to a good show when you were going through all that stress. Oh yeah, no, it would just. I just needed uh, two hours. Didn't need the four hour drive home though. That fucking sucks. Oh man. Oh. Wait, I had like a drive <laughs> to there mm-hmm. that was so long. Yep, uh, they were repaving the 401 and like the so entire like one thing. lane traffic. No lane traffic. It was shut down. I ended up in. <sighs> we had to go through Stratford and then we got turned around. Then because uh, my buddy I went with, he he was up up since five. And he just said, you know what, I'm not going to go, I need a night out, fine. So he's falling asleep with Google Maps in his in his hand trying to tell me where to go. Yeah. He's messing up lefts and rights and yep. just everything. I'm just like, here, let's just put it on the auxiliary. And it's like, we're on Let roads. Let her talk to me. Yeah, it's, we're on roads that he has no, that's they not even registering because we're in the, yeah. so deep in the other country. They're just like, okay. Uh, do a, a U-turn. Okay, why, why am I doing a U-turn? And then it's like right out of... Yeah. Then I finally found... Uh, and I was running really low on gas. And we found a Petro in the middle of nowhere. Oh, thank God. Literally, no cities cities around us. I'm under an, an, eighth, an eighth, eighth of a tank. There were some real classy yokels fixing a car in a Tim Hortons parking lot and a Petro. Were and, there Amish people there? Uh, no, these were not Amish. Okay, I, I've done now a couple of shows where I had to go to Amish country the past few months. They yep. terrify me. Um, they come to Costco a lot. Really? Yeah, they get a lot of uh, propane and they get, like, those big 12 thing bands full. They, they bring, like, three or four of those orange carts full of food. Okay. Like, those big flats, just full of food. And it's just like, oh, man. Just, I I don't know what's going on with them, but it's just like, but they're so nice, and they're like, hey, Justin, how's it going? Well, they forget their five tanks of propane filled up. I'm like, I don't know how these people live. I have no idea what's really, really going on here. So, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, where, where do you actually see yourself in 10 years? 
Oh, Lord. Uh, I made a joke, so uh, Ben reshared the uh, showcase show being put up because luckily it will go up the next afternoon and it's just a hard cam footage. And he's like, in the next five years, these are going to be the kids that are running uh, Ontario indie wrestling. And I just replied to it. In five years, I'll be dead or retired. (laughs) So you're saying 10. So like the legitimate thing is, I think like my goal in wrestling is I'm having so much fun and I love pro wrestling in general. My goal was never WWE because I just didn't think that A, I would make it there and B, I don't want to be one of the guys that are just wrestling 200 shows a year and just hating wrestling. Right. So I didn't think I'd ever do that or get a contract. And then this year, so many places are offering contracts now and it's more of a feasible thing or a believable thing that you could get signed you can make a living in pro wrestling like my goal is to make $35,000 a year doing some form of entertainment because I just heard this one stat 15 years ago that 35000 a year was like the poverty line yep. that as a single person you're able to live above that and it's like Okay, I guess that's my goal, but like I can do that through a job, but I want to have fun. I want to do something in entertainment. So I think, I hope I'm still wrestling in five years, but in 10 years, I don't think I'm wrestling. But I think, so I'll be 37 then, so I'll go between like that five to 10 year mark. I think it's, I'm doing, my goal is I want to be a presenter, like a host of a show and give a platform for people to tell their stories. But I'm also not just a nameless, faceless person where it's I can talk about my experience and stuff. I want to be like an Anthony Bourdain meets Oprah meets Mark Marin kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah, so that's like my goal in 10 years. Different. <laughs> yes. No, hey man, that's actually a great for a great goal. Um, I, I would recommend try podcasting. Just, oh, I actually do have a podcast. I know it's it's a self plug. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> it is called This Is Brendan. Episode should be coming back soon. Except we had a podcast where we had two podcasts. One where we were already drunk, and a couple of Wrestle Factory kids said some stories that I don't know if I should share them. So I'm going to wait till I make a Patreon <laughs> eventually. Yeah. But then we were also drinking wine and being chatty and forgot that the microphone was running so i had to edit it out which you've joked a few times during this that you'll edit out that's my worst part about that makes me lazy when i'm podcasting because i will edit stuff out but then i just don't want to edit so i just want to do like a raw audio clip so every time you keep saying i'll edit this out i'm cringing because i know the work you'll have to do but i'm sure you actually enjoy doing the work oh i i i honestly do i enjoy editing I joke about um, I joke about it, about it on the show that oh yeah. I hate editing this that the other thing it takes time I get an hour lunch break and this is what I do so I can avoid people ah smart I throw the headphones on I grab set the lab laptop up people leave me alone it's great yeah I was I was and, doing that with reading books uh, at shows now <laughs> all right. Well, since you've been very generous with your time, 
Just uh, I just want to go go to the Gilme Talks ten uh, questions here. This is either or, right? Yep. I'm very excited. All right. Uh, these are all completely random nonsense questions. Some Hell people, yeah. hey, some people have taken these seriously. Like uh, if uh, Tyson Duke's going going about the toilet paper over or under was great. Oh, it's over. Did he say over? Oh yeah. And then okay. he just went, if, if anyone, I catch everyone putting it under, I will kill them. I'm like, yeah. wow. <laughs> it went awesome. That's all. Okay. Uh, so I guess that's one question out of the way. Or do you just have a plethora and you randomly pick 10? Oh, I have pages. of These Ooh. are just my random ideas. Do you ideas. sit or stand when you wipe? You stand? What is wrong with you? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I sit. Oh, I am. Because uh, I'm a larger man, I have to go between my legs, so my dick kind of hits my forearm. That's why I oh. have to wash my hands. Well, yeah. Here's the here's the thing. I'm I'm a big boy, but I don't want my nuts uh, smelling like shit. So that's yeah. why you go past it. <laughs> the nuts are resting on my forearm with my dick. Like there's a separation. Okay. Like yep. like I built Donald Trump's wall. It's called my left. Ah, sometimes it's my right when I wipe. Yeah, it's my right. <laughs> do you use baby wipes though what me no yeah so i don't use baby wipes either but i've heard so many people use it that i want to try it but once again being a big guy i don't like it being like sweaty or moist back there i think i accidentally would have had a wet fart oh man you, you know what i always i always 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 powder it just Ooh. i always always use baby powder unless i'm like wearing basketball shorts or something because it goes goes, goes right through yeah but, so do you bring powder with you in public yeah where do you carry it dude pocket you got like little have, baby powder in your pocket yeah. at all times normally oh, yeah man. i mean i might have to go sell to you during one of the matches and throw them my opponent's eyes <laughs> Uh, no, really. I always have a little container of baby baby powder on me. That's super smart. I was actually asked uh, by someone the other day, do you have baby powder? And I laughed in their face, said no. Who just has baby oh, powder? Dude, because, Apparently Justin does. No, really, because as you get older, certain things start to go lower, and they stick to your fucking leg if you do not powder. Oh, okay, I get it. I yep. get it. Oh, exactly. I accidentally sat on my balls the other day. Yo, it sucks. It really yeah. does. What is it? Uh, the worst thing I've ever had was a public washroom, and I needed to take a shit really bad. So, And it was a hot, sweaty, nasty 38, 38 degrees. You're peeling, you're peeling the fucking gitch off your legs, just pulling them down. I sit down. My balls are in the fucking water. Ooh. Yeah. It was just like, this is the worst feeling and then they just went right back off real quick it's like <laughs> just a dip in the pool was a little oh, too cold yeah it's just like what the f i'm looking down <laughs> why are my balls oh god i'm now old. i think that's <laughs> that's when you realize you're old yeah. no 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 because when i was eight at like a public pool i'd see the old men walking around without like underwear or shorts on yep. and i was like oh they got long balls and i looked at mine I've had eight, uh, 80-year-old man balls since I was eight. They look like wontons <laughs> down there. <laughs> and this is why the podcast is 18+. plus. Uh, yeah, you, you shouldn't have told me that. Because hey, this man. went from just being like a Holden Albright interview to like Brendan Caulfield bringing in his stand-up and just talking about stuff. 
Like, have you ever pooped yourself as an adult? Oh, yeah. Yep. How many times? Uh, twice since I've been... Okay, I'm at, I'm twice... at five, and I'm only 26. Uh, twice. <laughs> One was on my second or third date with my, my now wife. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. We were in the middle of a field walking, and then just out of out of nowhere... It just my stomach just grab like you got that gravel. Yeah, I, like, I know I know that gravel you're talking about. And it just like you have to go now. I'm like, yep. what the fuck is this? And I'm just like, okay, I can see my house. <laughs> Clench hard. We can just because I'm still trying to to improve. Woo her. Yeah, I'm trying to impress this girl, and I'm just like, okay, I really have to go go to the bathroom. I can see the house. We're walking thirty yards from the house. I was running, and it just, like, starts going right down the fucking pant leg, and it was just yeah. a mess, and just, like, oh, God. Probably I, most... once had, uh, <laughs> I once had food poisoning, and, like, I didn't eat for, like, two days, yep. and um, I just couldn't digest anything, and I went to uh, I went to a metro at, like, 3 a.m., because I was like, I'll buy vanilla ice cream, because it's, ice cream could be, like, the only thing I could eat right now. I get it. I get it in the car. I fart. I'm just wearing sweatpants, no underwear. And I was like, fuck, that was more than a fart. <laughs> and, then, and then I get out of the car afterwards when I get home and I see that there's a little bit of a brown stain on the toi- on the car seat, the driver's seat. And oh. I also borrowed my sister's car that day. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and she sold the car like a year later or like maybe eight months. But I still waited an extra sex to tell her the one time I accidentally shit in her car. <laughs> and like I wiped it ferociously for like 45 minutes. And then I got like detailed clean the next week as I said, oh, I just wanted to surprise you and clean your car. But... It's like, no, nah, I took a shit in your car. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't even think I said the sorry part, to be honest. Oh, no. It's just like, this is what happened. My bad. Uh. Okay. Let's go back Go back to the 10 questions, uh, questions again. All right. Um, all right. Let's start from scratch. Uh, salty or sweet? Uh, sweet. What would you consider salty? Like, okay, so I'm not a candy guy. Okay. So, like, I like chocolates. Yeah, exactly. Would that be sweet? Yep. Okay, then yeah, sweet. Because my favorite thing on the entire entire planet are salted dark chocolate caramels. Wow, that's a lot of flavors going on. Oh, that is like 20 years in the in 20 years in restaurants. I got a pilot, so I know <laughs> what I know what I like. Fair. Right. Uh, couch or recliner? Oh, oh, so the first time I was ever in a recliner, I kind of got trapped. I didn't know how to get off, so I just, like, rolled over the side, and I hit that ground so hard. I was, like, four or five, so I think I'm going to go couch. Uh, you know right. when, like, you can't put the recliner back down because you're oh, yeah. on your butt instead of, like, the arms? And, like, yeah. You're, you think you're going to be stuck there forever, and you're fine? Yep. And so it's couch, uh, couch. I can lie down on the couch. All right. Uh, sunglasses or hat? Ooh, I wasn't a hat guy until like last year because I started growing out my hair. But like, you can, you can look at the, you can see where you're going in the summer with sunglasses on, and you can even use them in the winter sometimes because that sun is a creepy sob. Yep. So sunglasses. Screw a hat. 
<laughs> Plus, I got uh, this weird haircut. I want people to look at me like I'm an idiot. Well, I'm I'm the one sporting uh, '90s boy boy band hair right right now. So yeah, I'm waiting for the uh, the mixtape to drop or the mix cassette. All right. 98 degrees in sync and you. <laughs> All right, PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Uh, I'm not loyal to anyone, but I had like PlayStation One and stuff, and that controller seems the best to me, and the Xbox controller confuses me. Um, I like the I, I I like the Xbox One controller. That's the first one of theirs I've oh, actually it, liked. In my hands, it feels great. I just mm-hmm. do not know where the buttons are while I'm playing. <laughs> but Superman or Spider Man? Uh, Spider Man, more relatable. It's a uh, it's a metaphor for puberty and masturbating. Superman is just a generic superhero. All right. Okay. Oh. Vampire or werewolf? <laughs> uh, I, so I'm terrified of werewolves. Like, <laughs> like day to day life, I'm 95 percent sure werewolves aren't real. Because like you can't be 100 percent sure in this world. No, no. Because when I'm knows? driving on those back roads that even you mentioned, uh, it, there's no streetlights and just a whole bunch of trees. You're like, oh, this is a werewolf country. That 95% becomes the other way. 95% sure, oh, werewolf will jump out. Vampires aren't real, but werewolves might be. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. And all my friends, every time I mention if werewolves come up, they're like, but you are a werewolf in wrestling. I was like, I know. That's why I know it's scary because I'm terrified of myself. Uh, slippers or barefoot? <laughs> Have you seen me wrestle barefoot? A couple times, yeah. Yeah, I don't give a shit about the slippers. <laughs> kind of sucks. <laughs> so if like one of my pets poops or pees, uh, but like I'm barefoot. I, I don't like socks. I don't like underwear. All right. Uh, online shopper or the mall? I go to the mall to get fresh air. What? Take that in for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'll go and, like, look at shirts or whatever, but I'll also, like, see a shirt. And I don't really shop at all besides for food right now. So I'll see video games. I'll see where they're on sale if I wanted to buy it. But uh, what's it called? Um Okay, this is kind of disgusting. My cat sniffing my dirty gear from the weekend, like straight up rubbing his face in my underwear. Oh, God. I, yeah, poor spades. Uh, <sighs> but uh, what's it called? Uh, so I, I like to just walk around the mall to see what civilization looks like and to see if there's T-shirt ideas I want to rip off for my own shirt. Yeah. But uh, I, I would say in person cause, or like a mall just so I can see regular people. Uh, okay. Uh, reading or movies? Both. I was a neither guy up until two years ago or three years ago. I started um, reading books, and it, it's all mostly self-help or business. A little, uh, so mostly nonfiction, but then a little fiction thrown in here. I always loved magazines when I was younger, actually. Yeah. That was my thing. But uh, movies, I worked at a movie theater. I like TV shows, so I lied to get the job. <laughs> but then uh, this year, actually, there's a bunch of us, and we go to the movies every single Tuesday, and we 
watch one or two movies depending. So I've become, I've watched more movies this year than probably my whole lifetime. Hmm. So I'll say both. Awesome. Okay, last one. Roses or daisies? I don't understand flowers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Like, I didn't know that there was, like, different types of, like, lilies or daisies or stuff. Like, I just knew roses had different colors. So I I will say neither. I will save the... Because I said both for movies and books, I will use neither for this because I honestly do not understand most agriculture. Oh, man. I don't know. I yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's to be a part two after you edit this, I realize like after you edit out all the talking that we did off mic and yeah. what we actually covered, you're gonna be like, oh, I forgot to cover all of this. Oh no, I got it good. We're good. I got the hey, I got the first interest in. I got training. Oh shit, I didn't ask you about magic. Oh, I had that written down. All right, fuck it. We're we're still going if you're uh, good. Hell yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about magic because I am a magic fan. I love Ooh. I love Chris Angel. I love uh, fuck, all the Vegas guys. I I've been trying. I'm terrible, but I can do 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 a couple card tricks. Pretty okay. Pretty good, but that's pretty much it. How 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 did you actually get into magic magic at all? Uh, I wanted attention from people. Okay. Uh, so there was like three different phases for me in magic. It was like I got a magic kit when I was in grade two. Cool. I got uh, a different magic kit or with like a book in grade seven. Cool. That lasted a week. Uh, that lasted a month. And then when I was in grade nine, I went to like. I was always in a Catholic elementary school, and then I went to a public high school, and there was, like, it was Christmas time, there was a whole bunch of sales, and then I got, like, 350 or $400 worth of Magic DVDs and accessories on sale for, like, 200 bucks, and I just went balls deep with it, and that was my way of trying to make friends just by entertaining them, because I didn't have any good jokes at the time, but I could show them where their magic card appeared or stick a Q-tip in my nose or pull a thread of, uh, pull a thread out of my eye. So that was how I got interested in it. I, I've always been an entertainer. I just want to entertain people like that. So you asked like where I see myself in 10 years. I, I just recently realized like what my end goal is of at the base of everything I do, I want to be, remembered because i heard fandango johnny curtis on cole cabana's art of wrestling podcast like five years ago say he wanted to go to wwe because he remembered watching and recording monday night raw and as soon as you're on there even once it's immortalized forever so i just want to be remembered and not hey here's a statue i want to be remembered in people's memories of good times and i've not had the best of life i've had a lot of challenges and turmoil and it, this is my way of i want to be the joy that i've got from wrestling and magic and give that joyous moment to people and be good because i'm always conflicted of being out of character at the merch table and more brendan caulfield and less holden albright because it ruins the allure of the character 
but I love talking to these kids and they're just like, I'm like, so I asked them questions about the show they just watched. I'm not trying to ask, oh, who was your favorite wrestler you saw? I bet it was me in the mask. I'm like, no, I want you to say it's Gabriel Fuerza. I want you to say it's the cadet. I want you to say the match I wasn't in wasn't the match of the night because you thought Puff was amazingly hilarious. Stuff like that. Like, that's my end goal of just provide happiness to people and to be remembered for that. Awesome, man. I think I'm uh... – I think we're we're going to wrap it on on air, on air that. That's a very good uh, <laughs> yeah. good ending compared to all the poop talk we had. <laughs> <laughs> well, putting out a description for the show is, is going to be very fun. Wow. <laughs> and I already I'm, know I'm going to put like a Facebook post or tweet immediately after this go. Just for our podcast, look out for it. It's very long. I talk about magic and the five times I pooped myself. <laughs> I just want to say thank you very, very much uh, for coming on Gil Me Talks. Is this where I promote my stuff? Yes. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Uh, uh, see, that's here, why, as here. a podcaster, as a podcaster, I understand this, forgetting yeah. this moment. That's why oh, I yeah. now, I also will <laughs> listen to some people's podcasts, mm-hmm. and they don't do it on the show, and it's because I just like podcasts, so I understand the problems oh, yeah. that happen sometimes. Yeah. So I'm just gonna because I, I actually have it written down right here. Uh, yeah. Get 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 promo from 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 Holden. Uh, you want me to give you a sound bite also after this? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, I'm recording it all in one one big line, so just cutting, yeah. editing, all that, yeah. all that shit. I know, I okay. know the drill. And oh, okay, Holden. Uh, and I just want to ask, where can people 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 find you on the the fancy interweb that I barely barely under 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 understand? <laughs> you can find me Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Look up Holden Albright at Holden Pro on most things. But also, if you want like the unadulterated stuff and the videos of like my dogs and me talking about some positive stuff and then me just making like a poop joke or how I would make a cam show about me eating plate I mean eating beef off of a plate while naked <laughs> in my bed uh, look that's going to be a joke we don't plan up tomorrow so look okay. out for that but look yeah. up Brendan Caulfield for all that stuff I do YouTube videos I try to do podcasts I'm just trying to figure out life so I'm just trying to entertain people I do stand up comedy every like 6 months so yeah I'm weird it's Brendan Caulfield Brendan C on things B-R-E-N-D-O-N-E. Almost forgot how to spell my name for a second there. <laughs> and uh, that's why there's a question mark. Uh, yep. And then Holden Pro, H-O-L-D-E-N-P-R-O. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Add me on Facebook. I don't care. Send me a message. I'll message back until it becomes creepy or I'm not interested. <laughs> at least I'm honest about that. Oh, so yeah. I'll just ignore all the messages. Someone waves at me or says hi, I'll say hi back. And they're like... How are you? I'm like tired and uh, sore as usual. And then they'll talk about something and then they'll say, my friend makes fun of me because I wear whitey tighties and I pee my bed. And then I'm bored or I'm probably drunk at the moment. And I wanted <laughs> this uh, this guy in his 20s to send a photo because I thought it would be hilarious. No, I was replying to him in rock gifts. That's what I was doing. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. Okay. Honestly, man. I hope this was entertaining. Hey, this was this was uh, fun.
Hey guys, I told you that it it was a fun, fun show. We talked about a lot of uh, unexpected things on it, and it was just really fun to uh, talk to Holden, Holden, Holden for you for a little bit. And real nice guy. Go check him out out where wherever he is. As you heard, just follow him on uh, social media. All of his links links got dropped. They were they were pretty cool. Speaking of social social media. Just want to say, go check us out on Gilmy Talks Instagram, Gilmy on Twitter, follow me on Justin Gilmet, or follow the Gilmy Talks Facebook page. If you want to do me a huge favor, guys, go to Apple Podcasts, give me a five-star review. Honestly, for every single one, one that has happened, viewership, listenership has went way, way up whenever somebody leaves a, a review really helps out the show and those episodes are that get reviewed are the ones I actually show show to at, at my advertisers and they can sell sell then then they give me money to buy better stuff and pay 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 for pay for the show yeah apple podcast podbean check check this show out on youtube or any 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 pod podcast app once again, the voice is not 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 a hundred hundred percent, guys. And thank you to Holden for coming on. It was a great chat. Really, in, really enjoyed it. It was uh, it was really fun. Just want to say, uh, go on this Sunday. Go see our our boy Tom. He's in a title match for CWO, and it'll be. You need any information about it? Message me. Message uh, Tom. It'll be a it it'll be a fun time. And just want to say thanks for well, for well, for listening, guys. Once again, really enjoying the new new Slipknot album. So just gonna finish off the, off the show with some Neo Neo Forte. The the guitar op, the opening riff for this is pretty sick. So, all right, guys. Talk to 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 you later. Bye.